Namaste. Welcome everyone to Satsang this morning here in uh, Zimar. And of course, a big welcome to those of you around the world who are joining us live via broadcasting. Big welcome for everybody. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Lately, um, lots of things are coming up. Um, it was arrogance also, and then um, great fear and mind was really um, trying to hold me back mm. but the pull is so strong mm. and um, I wrote a letter for you mm. may I read it? okay, you have there? yeah okay thank you <laughs> dear Mochi beloved Guruji Dear Sangha, this is a letter from my heart, a poem of my soul, a question inside. Thank you that you are here. I love the love that you are. I follow you for quite a while. When my mind has gone for a walk, you are with me. You are the sun shining through the trees, giving me warm embrace. You are the wind whispering, I am life, in times that I forgot. You are these moments when something opens up and magic happens. You are everything, no thing, and even more. No one owes you, and no one can know you. Still something deep inside knows that I know you. So, what is holding me back to come into the full experience of this truth? I wish my way to end right here, right now. This is grace. Thank you. With love, Ingela. You say you wish to be in the full, um, the fullness of your yourself, which would be something undivided. Yes. Yeah, undivided. You see. Mm-hmm. While we have within us the sense of personhood is still the pulse of our existence, seemingly. So we just have this feeling: I'm 
you relate from the perspective or the position of a person, which we cannot help for a time, then this sense of wholeness can only be imagined. But now you say, I wish to be in the fullness of what is, what is holding me back, and so on. So I have to put it in one word, uh, wrong identity, limited identity will produce limited results. I'm saying this now. And um, it is our universal um, challenge and problem, because we see things from the perspective of uh, personhood. I don't want to put us blame, and oh, we did something wrong, nothing, not did. But uh, just within you, your own true self, is uh, complete. It is not imaginary. It is not something that can be created. It can only be discovered. And I saw and listened as you spoke and read your letter, that this something in you is already uh, ripening for that understanding inside yourself, to not just be something that you believe, but to be uh, the reality of your own self. What is to be done for that? You see? There has to be a, a changing over from a person to presence first. And from that first step into presence, then it, it will be already a confirmation to you. You begin to see the the limitations of uh, personal identity, and you will see that it is a mode of consciousness, and it's not all of consciousness. You will see that. How to take this step, if there is a step? Well, it's not quite a step because a step is going somewhere, you know. But we can call it uh, a step because, in a sense, it's looking from a deeper perspective than the way we often look through the lens of personhood. And it is so clear that our difficulties, our challenges, you know, that uh, today I have a wonderful day, wonderful day. Uh, tomorrow come and uh, uh, things are not going well today. But this is the usual story of personhood. Nobody can just control. You cannot sign up for two weeks of delicious living. It's the, when the mind is there, this topsy-turvy up and down. Good one moment, not so good, and oh, great, and oh, no. And it is like that. That's the ride of the mind. And now the bad news would have been, if that's all there is, the good news is, no, it's not. And what can happen today, as you're standing here, it's your moment, what can happen, you see? Well, even as you read your own words, you read them, you speak them, and you hear them also, and you are aware of what is being said. All of this is arising in a space that is silent and empty. Is it not? Hmm? Even as you read these things, you are this, and I see this, and when I take a walk, my mind takes a walk, you are there with me. These words, 
they are being spoken and heard into an empty space. If I had very strong sense of person, I would go, yes, oh, very nice. Oh. No, but I can hear them in my emptiness. Hmm? And uh, it's not that uh, this morning I went for a little walk, you know, and uh, this arose inside me to say, and uh, that it's not that you are a person just having this amazing, limitless experience of peace and emptiness. It's more that you are the emptiness itself, in which a dream of your person is appearing and living, and with all its desires and stuff. It's like you're, you're on the screen, and you're at the same time watching the screen. Can you relate to this? Sometimes we feel, no, no, I'm in my life, this is the fact, and so on. And sometimes I go and I sit and I get back into this meditation, I go back. And the reports are always coming from the sense of the person. The person is the doer, it is the seeker, is the hoper, is the one who is getting closer, like this. And the self is the imaginary or the imagined sort of destination, like I'm going somewhere, I'm getting closer, I can feel, I can feel the presence, and I know that God is close, and this kind of stuff. This is the, this is the feeling that comes with personhood. But all the while there is here this the immensity of the self, the immeasurable self. It is not a physical thing, it's not space. We say space-like, but it's not space, it's much more than space. Not in size, we cannot say what size, it has no size. But it's greater than space, because even space is perceived in it. Imagination cannot meet it. Your highest dreams cannot catch a hold of it. Everything is arising in it. All the functions of perception and the dance of life, the play of existence, is perceived in it. And you are it. But the conviction we have that, uh, but I'm the person, I'm getting close, feels more intimate, feels more like the fact that the fact is I'm a person going approaching presence. I say that is belief, that is what is imagined. But the person feels more real because it has a feeling, it's got hands, it's got hands, it's got fingernails. It's got memory. It's got a history. All this it takes as evidence of its reality. So very few are aware of the simplicity of the unbroken reality of the Self. The Self cannot be waiting somewhere for you to reach. You cannot reach the infinite, because you are already in the infinite. One day you come, one moment, could be today, why not? You will come to correctly see that, yes, you know, 
my sense of self as a personal independent entity is very strong. But there is an awareness of myself. My body is uh, this size, all these and all these qualities I can speak about, but they are appearing in 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 this which I cannot speak about. If you are going to take the evidence from your mind of what life is, you will always feel separated from what I'm speaking. You will imagine, wow, he's speaking from somewhere really far out. I'm not far out. I am not even near. I am not even near. I am not even intimate. Closer than intimacy. Indivisibly here. This awakening is open for everybody. This recognition and confirmation is for everyone, you see. But the consciousness, God has made an amazing miracle of life. It's almost made all these things and hide the God Self inside it. Hmm? Because it's the last place you look. We are, I used to tell a story in one time, no? and this is very much um, relevant. It said that in a certain place, there was one jeweller. You might have heard me talk about this before. A very, a very famous jeweller who dealt with the, the most precious stones and diamonds and so on. He is the main man for this. He lived in this small town. Hmm? And sometimes he travels to different places with a special stone that somebody, maybe an emperor of some place or somebody orders, and he takes it in person to deliver them. In the same town lives a thief. And the thief knows all about the jewellers and uh, this uh, stone specialist. He knows all about him. He studied him, actually. And the jeweller also know about the thief. But they never speak. Sometimes they pass each other in the road. They look at each other. <laughs> you know the way. So it somehow turns out that a very precious stone, a diamond, you know, had to be taken to the other side of the country. And the, the best way to go was by train. So the jeweller now he's already ordered his ticket, and he's got the, the diamond with him. And the day comes, he steps on the train, and he goes. And the same time, the thief goes on the train, because he knows everything in the small towns, you know. He knows everything, where he's going, everything. And the thief knows this man has the most precious diamond. And I want it. I want it. So they're both on the train, and the thief goes inside, 
And the, train, the, the jeweler goes inside, finds his seat, first class, sit there quietly, you know. And he goes into his carriage and he uh, puts his uh, case down and he sits down and they enjoy the journey. And the thief also is booked in the same carriage. He goes inside there, good morning, good morning, thank you, sit down, pretend that they don't know each other. No, it's a long journey. There's going to be two nights passing. And the train goes, and they are on the train together. And somehow, on the first night, the jeweller leans back, stretches his leg out, tilts his hat, and goes off to sleep. Before this took place, what happened is that they were each had to pass to go to the bathroom and things like that, you know. So one time they pass each other, you know, and it is tight. They sort of pass. Sorry, and they pass. Then the jeweller came back. He sits in his carriage and. He's tired, he tilts his hat and he goes to sleep. And the thief is sitting there looking. How can he be sleeping? How can he be sleeping knowing I'm on the train? But the jeweller is very, very happy sleeping, even snoring. And the thief very quickly goes through his back, lifts up, it's very quick, he finds nothing. Amazing. In the morning, the, both of them get up, and the jeweller goes to go and wash his face, brush his teeth. They pass again. And as they're passing, again the thief ruffles, passes, good morning, and they go each other away. Nothing is found. So finally, after this long journey, they are coming now into the station, arriving to destination. And the thief is kind of like, he hasn't slept. <laughs> the jeweler is ah, oh, wonderful, rested and everything. So the journey is coming to an end, and then the thief, he couldn't bear it anymore. So he says, oh. <clears throat> Can I have a word with you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know who I am. Yes. And I know who you are. Yes. And I know you have a diamond. Yes. Uh, yes. Where is it? Okay. I give up. I give up. <laughs> because I tried everything and I could not find it. So, okay, the game is over, I'm getting off, I won't trouble you anymore, but just to let me sleep good tonight. Where did you put it? You see? He says, uh, the jeweller says, Yes, I respect you because you are the biggest thief, the greatest skilled thief there is. And he went and hugged him and said, Thank you. You know, you made my journey very interesting. He says, What do you mean interesting? He said, What happened? I know that you know that I have the diamond. And I'm thinking, Where can I hide this diamond? Where I can put it? Because I know that you are very clever. So on the first evening, as I was going to the bathroom and you passed me like this, I, know, I saw you did something in my body. Okay? But what happened was, I put the diamond in your pocket. 
I put the diamond in your pocket because I know you wouldn't look there. And I have had a wonderful journey. Thank you. Thank you for looking after it for me. So he said, but, but, but I didn't do I, how went, Where is it? So he says, I have it. But when did you take it back? He said, just now when I hugged you. I took it. <laughs> Thank you. You see? What is the point of the story? Is that you are looking for this precious thing. All the while it is in you. But you cannot accept. You look everywhere else. Everywhere else you will look. But the last place, now the train is coming in and you are asking me how I can find. I have been divided on this journey of life, this train journey of life. I have not managed to find it. How I can find. And I am showing you now. You must let go of all the ideas that you have about it, about yourself, about life. Be entirely empty for a moment. So let everything go. Don't hold on to any idea at all. And also, I said, uh, you may say, Yes, I, I, I let go of everything. I said, And don't wait for anything. Don't expect anything at all. Because to expect means that you throw your attention out, you are waiting for something. So don't wait for anything at all. No? And if a feeling of uh, a boredom or don't touch anything at all, be totally empty. And this. And the one who is feeling like, okay, now I am being empty. Also, you have to disregard this one, so that only emptiness. Emptiness needs no help. Emptiness does not need any person to help emptiness to be more empty. Okay. Can you feel this now? You know, you're empty. Then the mind is going, okay, all this I've done, so. Where is it? Then you have to leave him also. Mani says, I've done, I've listened to everything you say. I've let go of all, everything. I've done everything. I've not gone to the next. I have no expectations. I have no expectations. But nothing is happening. <laughs> nothing is happening. I came for something. I came for something. What you came for? Nothing. I came for something called nothing. Where is it? So all your talking is happening in it. All your sense of identity is happening in it. But you are trying to think it, and it is not a thought. To it, you are a thought. But who will catch this clue? Is it a riddle? 
you believe in yourself that this is your life, this is I everything, I, I did everything, I meditate for four hours every day in the same position. <laughs> I've done everything. It's not enough. Okay, should I meditate six hours a day? No, it's not enough. Should I chant a bit more? Chanting is good. It will help to quiet mind. But it's not what you are. Who am I speaking to? If I'm speaking to you, as who are you? Stood down. Who am I speaking to? Am I speaking to you as an object? Are you an object, like the body listening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you personality? Am I having conversation with personality? The one who hears, can it be seen? The one who hears my words, can this one be seen even? What can it do with my words? What can it do with my words? Build something? Destroy something? Of what value is what I am sharing with you? Who are you? What are you? Are you some object, some tangible person? What is this? That in which the speaking and the listening and the understanding is taking place. Is it like a bowl or something in which these things are resonating? What is it? What are you? The memory and the conditioning and the habit of thinking of yourself in form can be there, but we are not going to refer to that now. It will not help you to awaken to the truth of who you are. Your words are written in English? Yes. Mm -hmm. Read a few lines for me now. Thank you that you are here. Mm -hmm. Put your finger like this and just go anywhere and stop and read what you see there. Close your eyes, just put your put anywhere and stop and let me hear what you read. I love the love 
that you are. I follow you for quite a while. Okay, let's stop this. I love the love that you are. I have followed you for quite a while. In what way did you follow me? You are not talking about footsteps behind me like this. You follow me in what way you follow? Going in, into my heart. Yes. So, you followed me into your heart. Went there. When you reach the heart, now, and now you enter heart as what you are in there. Are you some shape inside the heart? It's um, love. Love is perceived, and love is uh, it is felt. Mm -hmm. That which is perceiving love, does it have any shape at all? Mm, no, I don't really know mm. what it is. Mm. Yeah. I don't really know what it is. The one who say, I don't know what it is, is it somebody actually saying that, or is it a thought feeling in you? It's no one. It's no one. How does this feel? Very good. Yes. Now you can say, you know me. I am also this no one. Can two no ones meet or separate? Never. Does it need the shape of somebody? Never. Is this your imagination? about it? No. Are you satisfied? Yes. Me too. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. 
you know, sometimes I have the opportunity to sit with uh, some of the Sangha who are around, and we just sit together. We don't say, come, let's sit together. We may become about small thing, let's fix this thing together, do something. And then uh, we find ourselves just uh, sitting. Sometimes a question may come, and uh, a response may come, but actually we are just together. And it is the most beautiful thing, because strangely, unexpectedly, a lot of things get cleared up by itself. Some misconceptions, some struggles, some suppressed energies are released automatically. Yet, there isn't this, yeah, but if this, well, what about this, and so on, because sometimes uh, it can simply be a habit to feel that you, you can know just by hearing some words, but if it's coming from the mind or from the person, it doesn't go in deeply. There come a time when we are speaking, and uh, somehow the, 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 the words that come from you, and if there are words that come from here, it somehow combusts into a, a, a beautiful recognition take place. I say sometimes there are two kinds of questions that come. Knowledge questions, people want to know about uh, you know, the nature of consciousness in sleep, and so on and so on. So on. Okay, it's okay. But there are other questions which I call freedom questions. When someone is the urge just to be free, not to learn, not to study, but to be free. They have a sense of being blocked by something or trapped, and they want to know how, how to be free, how to go beyond this. And there is an urge in there, and something comes spontaneously to satisfy that urge. Hello. Uh, you just spoke about it, mm. but I still see it. Uh, the illusion mm. that I am, I am the one that is experienced the vastness. Yes. It's still there. <laughs> it's yes. like yes. there is some understanding that it is an illusion, mm. but I see that it's so. Yes. Because I'm used to percept things, yes. So I think I'm perceiving this as well. Yes, it's a good point. Okay. It's habit, you know. We, we yeah. we're looking, and uh, you feel yes, you know. I I'm just I'm the I'm experiencing this vastness. I mean, whoa. I even find where is the end of vastness? Oh, it's unending. 
But did you travel around to look how an ending it is? You have some special aircraft, and go to the end, come, oh, come back, it's unending. No, right where you are, you know. And even without thinking about it, like, is it unending? Let me just think about it. No, no, something is so immediate in you that it's not the product of some thought or some figuring out. In the invitation, uh, for many people, they are responding somehow with uh, responses that many scientists are baffled about, they can't understand. Research after research and all kinds of machines, and yet in one second. Hmm? And housewife who has hardly ever left home, busy cooking and cleaning every day, can answer this night. So is it imagination when you see? When you say, I can see the vastness, I see all this. Is it you sure it's not imagination? Yes. 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 How can someone who has a certain proportion and feel I am this yes, you know, I you know, I'm just here, but I, I see all this. I know all of this. Did this vastness come to you from somewhere? Are you inside the vastness? Or is the vastness inside you? The illusion is that the vastness is inside of me. Yeah. There is, yeah? Yeah. Yes, it doesn't have a shape, but it's yeah. inside of me. Yes, yes. Why you call it an illusion then? <laughs> there is something that understands that yes. this is an illusion, yeah. but it's not a full understanding. Yes. Yeah. It is not also a scientific measurement. It's very much intuitive also. It is not uh, by the stretch of imagination. It's not because you know you're able to kind of imagine big things. It's a direct knowing. So don't worry if you say, "Well, I can't verify that it is like that." The point is that you feel that you are a small thing inside an immense thing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, who is the one that knows? Yeah. And who is the one that perceives small and big? We are in some way feeling a little trapped by our cultural knowing. What you believe, a habit of thinking and so on, feels yes, yes, you know, it cannot be. It's unreasonable that you can comment about the immensity of of what is. How can you say that it was not born? I mean, were you there to know? And you say, well, I dare to know. I somehow know. So what is really the, the trouble here? That the feeling, it feels as though I am still something Knowing something, right? Yeah, yeah. But the sense of being something, knowing something, 
Is not the one also the little something known, the big thing also known? Yes. Mm. By what? What the perceives uh, small and big? What is? Where is the location of that which is able to perceive inside and outside simultaneously? The big one. <laughs> the big one. Yeah, the big one is yeah. perceived. The little one. <laughs> If I can yes. say it this way. Yes. And you now are which one? Both of them. Ah. And that is true, in fact. You are the emptiness and the somethingness. But the somethingness is your portrait of yourself as time and form and change. And that is unstable, that is always the dance of existence, being watched somehow from the infiniteness of yourself. You know, this is what is uh, not either or, both, in fact. You are absolutely the absolute, in fact. There is no proof you can give to anybody, and you need not do it. But something is beginning to confirm and feels okay in this. Yes, there's there's this behind the scenes, behind the facade of the world and all its plays and the you and me and this and that and heaven and hell and life and death and good and bad and there and here and all of this play, there is a silence, an immeasurable silence that is not touched by all this traffic of sensations and thoughts and feelings and, and all of this. And they seem to be simultaneous. And at the same time, uh, if you had not recognized, if you don't recognize the immensity of the silence, that that is, is the silence moving about? Hmm? Is the great space running about? Is it busy? No. When you have discovered this, not merely as an idea, it it just feels it's an irrefutable fact for you. Then, in this world of dynamic activities, you find yourself also present with this body. I was saying this morning, this body, because the body is here, doesn't mean it's an ego living in it. The body was not made for ego. The body in this body is residing, the I amness, that conscious presence that is witnessing everything. But an extension of itself, when the belief that I am this body, creates the sense of a secondary entity, what we are calling the person, and is in the mode of personhood that nearly everyone is living, mm. not yet in the I am. I want to tell you something that is a share something. It is a statement by Sri Ramana Maharishi. I think it's a picture of him somewhere. Here. No, and it says he says, "The I removes the I, yet remains the I." I explain. The I removes the I, yet remains the I. The paradox of. Uh, uh, Self-realization. I'll explain. The natural intuition in you, the sense, I am, 
That's what you are in this world. That's your most pure place. This I amness itself is neither the body, is neither male nor female. It has no religion, in fact. It is consciousness saying, I am. But while with the body, that it needs the body in order to taste experiencing and the diverse field of experiencing. But in the body, the belief comes, I am the body. It is not a body. The body is its vehicle. The belief comes, I am the body. Once that belief comes, then can come, I am male or female, I am Japanese, I am English, and so on. And then other conditioning can come on top of this. And that constitutes the sense of personhood. And then the consciousness is living in the localization of personhood. It believes itself to be a person. The person actually is a function of consciousness that has been given the title of being an entity. You will have to sit with that a little bit. So the I am, the natural sense in you, I, which quickly gets converted into person by habit and culture. It says the I am, the I am removes the I me person. It transcends it through understanding or devotion or surrender or whatever. Once it removes the I me personal belief, delusion, it again abides in its natural state, I am. Then life uh, is beautiful. The real landlord of the house is here. The squatter, the I me, I like, I don't like, I want. This one has been transcended. It is a lower voice. It is also shaped by consciousness, but it is a much lower and restricted form of consciousness. That restriction, you have to start to feel it. Then it gives rise to the yearning to go beyond this. It is not original to you, personhood. You did not come into this field of existence as a person, but as consciousness. And then somehow something got changed into the idea and identity of a person, a belief that we must wake up out of that. So satsang is a bit like uh, the waking room, not waiting room. <laughs> okay, the waking room meaning somehow by listening and uh, looking, one is finding. But yes, it's true. All these things I can see. All this I can see. Every thought, my self-image, all my different plays and sense of personhood, all of that has come like clouds and have passed like clouds. Now something feels not like a cloud, but like the sky. The clouds of thoughts and feelings and imagination are floating by, but the sky is not floating by. And that is, the, that is the, the sense or the intuition I am. You are the recovering consciousness, so to speak, meaning waking up, which is a good term, awakening, 
from the sleep or the dream of personhood. You are not becoming something else, actually. You are ceasing becoming, and becomingness has been replaced by being, not merely becoming. And being is far superior. Then at some point you see that the former state of personhood, which you probably thought and expressed, but this is my life and feel so proud about, is a little bit of donkey work. Meaning, it's very hard. It's very much obsessed with doing, achieving, getting, changing. But in the state of being, there is a sense of isness. The world is still in movement. The play of life, the dance of existence, still is taking place, but is not attributed to an ego or a mere person. It is seen from the place of consciousness. Where at one time the body was like your anchor, you know, you feel, I am this body, that is uh, slowly fading and replaced by a sense of just being. I don't need an objective reference for me. The body is an inadequate representation of what you are as consciousness. When we are strongly in the mode of body, then some fear comes through the mind that I cannot... Uh, where is the content, the shape and the size of the body? I mean, it's almost as though I'm going to be spread too thin if I'm so infinite, and something feels more secure in the small shape of personhood. All these things you must wake up from. And it is happening very naturally, very spontaneously is taking place. It's not that you've got to break down some building and make another building. There's none of this at all. Just as you are standing there, this seeing can take place. Or a misunderstanding can be put right. The mind does not maturate. Could you say again? The, the mind, mind does not maturate, doesn't develop some kind of understanding. The mind is not going through a process. You can put it like that. Because you can say that the mind becomes more and more refined, because it has the same root as the person. It has the same source. It all comes from consciousness. When the consciousness took the shape of a person, it also took the shape of the mind, and they were, they were to move together in this, yeah. in this contact. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, because I you, feel yeah. that the mind has to go through a process for me to grasp this, what we are. That the mind has hmm. to develop. I mean, there is. Do you know any difference between yourself and mind, or not? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. You can be without a mind in this play, in that way, but it cannot exist without you. Like I say, I'm looking at my hand, and my hand is not looking at me. You are the observer of mind, what you call mind, and all its movements are observed in you and by yourself. But yourself, you not yet quite know what it is. Hmm? 
you feel that you can have some benefit from the mind. Right, I'm still there. It, no, no, it's like, it's a simple thing also. It's a bit like saying, um, mm, like the moon needs to bring some light to the sun. <laughs> Sorry, it's so or funny. Or the moon has to go through some stage and so on until it can be more whatever it's meant to be. But you will see it, you know. It's an, you'll feel like this for a while that oh maybe the mind has to because we have a lot of learning in us. The mind has to go whatever it has to go through, it will do it spontaneously. Right. It will happen spontaneously. I saw it today. Like, yes. Yeah. Like the rest of life. Everything is happening and unfolding spontaneously. But if you have the idea that you are the doer, you're going to be very busy juggling a lot of things, and that you will have to do for a very long time. So it happens spontaneously, really. I mean, the mind. I feel that the mind. There. The mind is like a child. Yeah, you who are saying this is what. Yeah, the mind is working, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is more important that you catch. Also, the mind is making some comments about the mind also. <laughs> and you, the consciousness, are temporarily so hypnotized into believing, oh yes. So it's also from mind. And it will imagine some work that you cannot do. Yeah, I see how I'm clinging to this mind, you know. It's like baby, <laughs> you know. It's like oh. Yeah, you being what? Mine. <laughs> ah, what a play. What a play. Unbelievable. And behind all this uh, sort of play, if you want to say, there's an awareness in which it's taking place. Hmm? What is the awareness doing? Watching. Watching. Yes. With interest? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's this is the show that goes on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It goes on as long as there's an audience, right. the show goes on. An idea we have of ourselves feels, yes, I need to do something, and so on. And so that makes a play go on in that way. There is a play, you can say, because uh, this world that we see and the dynamics of it, uh, something is uh, moving and perceiving, uh, perceiving it, but not from the standpoint anymore of just personhood. Person is quite an insecure aspect or mode of consciousness. It's an individual sense of autonomy, and I can do, and I have a choice, and so on. It's quite a complex little functioning, actually. But if you care to see that, wait, all this is observable, and if I can observe something, I cannot be fundamentally or essentially the thing being observed. 
also, even if I have the greatest love for that thing, I cannot sustain unbroken attention to it. By some law, it seems to come and go. Everything is coming and going. You cannot be that which comes and goes, because if you were that which come and go, when they go, you would also be gone. But you are here to witness, say, yeah, now that's gone now. This thing that felt, while it was here, it felt you were totally identified with it, then it's gone, but you're, something is still here. To witness that that was playing before, and now that's also gone. So that sense of uh, being can somehow feel like it gets caught up a bit. It has the capacity to identify with its own projections and to be affected by it. That's the, that's the state of the I Am. What is this identification? What it what it stands on really? What it's like? What is the root of this identification? This sense I am the sense of presence, that the one that is the dynamic presence, which is the one that experiences the world, the one for whom the world was made, the one who perceives a world. Each one within whom the sense of presence is there is perceiving the world according to its instrumentality. Uh, insects also are perceiving a world, but not the same world that human beings perceive. Each one, according to their, the range of their capacity to function through the human body, is a very, very um, uh, great body for consciousness to demonstrate its diversity. And yet it is one consciousness. I don't want to tell you things that, yeah, which is just going to, okay, I accept or believe. I'm more wanting to to see that you come into the understanding, and then the rest is uh, I can leave to you. It will happen automatically. All that you need to know will gradually come in the timing, and the ripeness, and the rightness also of when they need to to come and go in terms of your perceiving of them. The main thing is to. Get you out out of the hole, so to speak, and into the hole. From out of the hole to the hole, the hole, uh, something like this. And the sense I am the, the persistent uh, belief, I am this person. Uh, that is a kind of hole. It's a shape that you have taken, but you are originally the shapeless one, the formless one. Has been living now with form, and every form is a limitation. For the one who is free, must even go beyond the belief that I'm, I'm, I'm a man or a woman. You will come even to see that. That's not to say that you'll be going around, no, I'm no more a woman. No, that will be there. But the quintessential understanding of consciousness as it is, which you don't have to speak about, but everything in your life will be informed from that seeing. And it is a fresh, it is. A, Transcendental to the personalized mind functioning. And the sense within you is not that you are busy working out the world, but you are the silence in which a world is seen.
and you are very, very integrated with it also, on some level. And in another place, you are beyond it also. The one who has awakened from the sleep of personhood is the real citizen of this world. They are kind and open, compassionate, peaceful, wise. These are not attributes of the ego identity. So all this is, is a change from a limited perspective, and living, living from a limited perspective of personhood, into the expanse of uh, the I amness of conscious presence. That is the first thing. Hmm. Your life, when we speak about your life, is primarily you speak about the waking state. Sleep is also part of your life, but it will not be in your autobiography. Sleep is a big part of the life, because the consciousness in its expression is rotating between the waking state and sleeping, dreaming, and self-awareness. That rotation is moving something. In your waking state, you speak about your life. In deep sleep, if your name was uh, was Susan, uh, in deep sleep there is no Susan. There are no relatives. There are no beliefs. It's as though all this that you experience and believe in the waking state is nullified in deep sleep. I'm not talking about dream now. And yet, unless you enter that deep sleep, where not even yourself is there, the eye of your person is not there, and yet here you become refreshed when you are empty of data and belief and everything. Mind rests, beingness rests. Then waking state, the consciousness arises, the sense I, I am arise, then I person come. And then the dance uh, begins. Still, the weakness remains silent and still, unbound. But we are largely not aware of this weaknessing capacity. Even weaknessing is not the highest, even. The ultimate is not weaknessing. It's not weaknessing like looking weaknessing. Hmm? Spontaneously, the world is perceived in it. It doesn't have to go around and fixing every little part, and yet by its power, all this is happening. It cannot be understood. Human being, especially, we get result by doing, and thinking, and doing. The God power doesn't work like that. He's not making flowers in the night, painting them. Everything is happening spontaneously. Your life can be a spontaneity also. But the mind, 
the, the person's psychological mind will have a lot of challenge to put against that. To say, no, you're being lazy, you know, being responsible. And something inside this your being, which is transitioning from personhood to presence, is still susceptible to the voice of the mind. You see? Yeah, you know, again you make this mistake and you know, you know, you're not worthy and you this thing. And if that is listened to, you may find that it's weakening your journey and you are pulled back into the shape of who you thought you were yesterday. But with the experience of feeling the varying waves of mind and becoming a bit more resilient to its voice, you know, something can stay and then swings more towards the, the wordless one, towards the, the pure silence of being. This very subtly we can talk about that about these things, but uh, when that time is right for you, then the right conversation will take place, which amounts to simply that, simply that, like a thought being held, just like we say, you can put your fingernail. Can hide the sun from you. A thought believed in, especially the I thought, hmm, is blocking your intuitive recognition and knowing of yourself, your knowing being, because of the persistence and the habit of the belief, I am this person. I'm even a spiritual person, and I'm getting somewhere closer and closer. All this is the dream, Maso. And if it feels right for you to make that effort, then it's also fine, because it means that it's in alignment with somehow your natural tendencies are moving like this. But there comes a time when you can, what I say, be like the cow that jumped over the moon. Something is fit enough inside to 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 bypass the mind. You don't have to go through the forest of the mind. A few words you will hear, and they will be enough somehow to, to cut this uh, uh, umbilical cord to the false mind. So it does not have to be strenuous work, you know. Sometimes it feels like we're just under a spell. Mm. That it is so, it is so simple. It is like the fishes are dying of thirst in the ocean. It is that obvious, but yet obviously overlooked. <laughs> and this is the paradox. You are one hundred percent that. You're not 98% that, and the last 2% you have to finish by yourself. You're 100% this. Hmm? But somehow a belief, that's why I call it a spell just now, because it's not easy to explain. 
how we came so saturated with the, with the mind energy and the belief in personhood. And yet you can see, like on the tree of existence, not all the fruits come to ripe at the same time. Here and there, one drops into the heart of one's own self. And some of the other fruits go, Oh, I wouldn't mind being like that. <laughs> when is my turn? All are destined for that. It's a question of time. I hope it's not lifetimes. But life is not waiting. The infinite is not waiting. But to the one for whom time is itself a pressure, then he will use time to say, Yes, now, enough time of this. And now I'm, I'm ready in some way. Hmm. Everything is moving perfectly in the, the great clockwork of God in this universe. Everything is, every cog is moving fine. Even self-belief is also observable. I really just, you know, I can't get out of the belief that I'm just a person. It's also observed in you. The one who is not a belief, nor does it believe. It is. and introduces a silence that is incomparable, a peace unending, a joy unmatchable. A love inexhaustible, a life imperishable. An existence uncreated. Even this silence that you sense, it's only your perfume. Where this perfume come from, no one can touch. You can only be. And strangely, you are already, but asleep to it. So the life is for discovering it, consciously. Because to know it only intellectually is not enough. There is a saying, you want to taste the honey, you don't want to be the honey. But here, you taste the honey, and you are the honey also. 
<laughs> Can I say it like that? Yes, sure. Yeah, yeah. You're self self-tasting. We are self-tasting. How you can taste yourself? How you can taste? It's just a way of saying. The consciousness must flower, in a way. If I can use these terms, they're a bit poetic, but they speak something inside. That it cannot just be the consciousness of the mind, like in the mind. Oh yes, I understand. I agree. Yes, let's shake hands on it. It's not that. Hmm? It's as though you go through a valve, and it closes behind you. You cannot go back to that, and you would not want to. As though something cannot accept that this emptiness is only a little clue to you. Maybe you start counting at one. Your world, your first building block maybe is one. For me, it's zero. I'm at the place of zero. I'm at the place of zero. Happily. I'm not against building or change. All this is there. All this Father makes. But I'm experiencing my good fortune. I am nothing. Appearing to be something. And now enjoying both. You can say this great silence reminds you of what you are. How can the silence remind you of what you are? You are not different from the silence. This is not the silence that is linked to an occasion. It doesn't, it doesn't come or go. Sometimes it feels the mind wants more. But more of what? 
when the mind returns to you, then he's happy. But when he comes to your self-image, you cause trouble. In a way, I've been speaking with you as everyone here. I am not addressing you as a person, but as consciousness. When I address you as consciousness, we can all eat together. If I address you as a person, and then uh, it's um, yeah. It's easy to say yeah. It's, it's talking to her. She's got her own little troubles or something. But addressing as consciousness—that's universal, and we all can relate to that. And that is a true conversation. How can you speak to all these people who are so diverse? Quite a fruit salad. How can you put everybody together? And with one understanding, unless you speak as consciousness. Consciousness is our common language. You can translate it into French and English and all these different things, but just technically, but the understanding is consciousness. Even now you are empty. The emptiness in you is not your personal experience. It's your transcendental experience. It is synonymous with you. It is your natural knowing. Even the sense, that essentialness, the sense I am, even this is your first knowing. But it also arises out of that which cannot be known. You can only be. That is the absolute, that unborn awareness. Is it in future? It is beyond future, it is beyond time. Truly, you are beyond time. Truly, you are beyond time. But you have time body. While you are in the time body, make use of time body to recognize your timelessness.
somehow needs to be known, acknowledged, which cancels out the or transcends the smallness of personhood and returns you to your sizeless self. In one way, superficially, you can say that I'm, I'm discussing something with you, maybe teaching something, but more it's more like transmitting something. Transmission is much more subtle. You don't have to go and scratch your head. Automatically, uh, some nonsense is washed away. Maybe a question that you held before you cannot find. It's no longer relevant. What will you say now? What will be relevant? Let it be. be. Let it be. Mm. There is nothing to achieve, nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Is that an attitude? No, it's just let it go. There is nothing. I I can achieve. There is yeah. nothing I can. Yeah. This is the big present. And I is what? The imaginary one cannot get yeah. anything. Yes. What perceives the imaginary one? You can call it the universe, the vastness. Is that an abstraction for you when you speak like that? No. You have a sense of yourself in this? Yes. Yeah. As? It's being this, I mean, this thing that I cannot describe. Yes. Yes. And you don't have to. All right. Thanks, God. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. It's enough that you are. That you are, and the juice that comes out of this you areness. Is enough. You don't have to say anything because anything you say about this will not be true. It will be the mind trying to turn it into something quantifiable, and it is not. It's beyond everything. Now I would say, let your attention marinate joyfully in it, meaning somehow you may just be by yourself, and 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 uh, it's not a thinking. It's not a thinking. It's like uh, the self contemplating itself. It's the highest joy, in fact. And automatically, your dynamic life harmonizes itself. Watch and see. Things you felt, oh, I had all these things to do, and then when I went, it was like it was all kind of like it was okay. Or I was imagining that I had to do this and this and that, and then when I came back to it, I realized that this thing happened, and we don't have to do any of this thing or something. The mind is always setting up 
to accomplish so many things, so many feats. But the being is not having to accomplish anything. By its very light, things are happening, just like the sun. The, 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 the sunlight comes to the earth, and life springs into dancing, because it's there. You know? Some people are worshipping the sun, some is having sunbathing, some is the, you know, everything. But you cannot say that is the purpose of the sun. Even it is not shining. <laughs> everything is simply taking place. And yet without it, uh, no life could proliferate. Yourself is like this. Greater than that also. Greater than the sun. No disrespect to the sun. <laughs> and it's not a compliment that I'm paying you to say it is greater than that. Something that cannot be measured, cannot be compared, cannot be evaluated. It is without quality, and yet it is beyond and above everything that you can perceive. Even everything combined, and you intuitively know and what to do. Don't give so much attention to your person. Oh, you'll be there pulling at your skirt, but. This is one baby, when it cries, you don't have to pick him up. <laughs> Be with this. You will intuit intuitively know when the time is right to attend to a thing, and so on. Without rehearsal, without predetermination, you will know. Your presence um, permit this, these things to be said like that. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Yes. I cannot believe it. Yes. Yes. Joy. Yes. You know, this joy, this happiness, does not have to end. This joy in you it does not have to come to an end. This silence, this peace, does not have to come to an end. It only comes to an end for the person, but not for the presence, because it is synonymous with presence. But for the person, it's an occasion. It is your natural climate of being. Yeah. Peacefulness. It doesn't mean some things will not be experienced as some some struggle, a place for some effort here. But it will all happen in your stride. It will never overwhelm you. And even if God gives you a situation that feels overwhelming for a while, you will see that you'll be grateful for that experience, for what it enables you to see.
one moment you are going to be too grateful for you, too grateful for your life. When it flowers into the miracle of uh, the truth, it's all there, it's all in you. Leave it to the mind, it's going to make uh, nonsense out of a lot of things and leave you feeling caged. Don't let your mind tell you who you are. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. I'd like to ask you to just to check inside now. Just check in with yourself. For most of you, you're in a state of your being, not mind. Even if mind energy somehow, but primarily you're in the. Uh, the state of presence now. Even if it feels mind want to say something, want to ask a question, want to you know, but pay attention just to your hearness. Don't focus on any any event or any uh, period of time or any quality. Just this sense of isness, just I am. Give a little attention to this, because for so long you overlook it, and gave attention to ephemeral things, momentary things, which amounts to a distraction from yourself. And I would say the most important, significant thing is to pay some attention to yourself. Not the same as paying attention to your person. If you pay attention to the person, it must be with some detachment, as though you're looking uh, from a distance at it. But how can you pay attention to yourself? Well, when you leave uh, uh, giving, uh, going with the senses outwards towards sense objects, and empty the mind of all this kind of uh, this habit for a moment, even for a short time, and hold no self-image of who you are. You are naturally in your own presence. Naturally. So it is not a huge task. If it feels like a task, 
is because the sense of the, the mind energy keeps coming up, and attention is going to that, which effectively creates a sense of being distracted. The minute, even if such a, a pulsation is very dynamic in you, and you don't go further, don't combine further, just that you are aware of that, but not adding anything, not, not develop any interest, not even repulsion towards it, but learn to pay attention to this, to this sense of emptiness. Like a state of neutrality. If we could imagine that our daily life and attention is like the gears, the gears in a car or a motor vehicle, and it seems in the waking state, the attention is always in some gear, first or second or third or fourth or something. Even in an automatic car, it's in some gear. But you now are in neutral. Let the gears happen, but you stay in neutral. Pay attention to this. Very few human beings are paying attention to this silence. Because from the mind and our culture, give no value to it. We give no value to it. And also, it is so exquisite, it is beyond value. Giving attention to this, but not creating an image of it to focus the attention. Let your attention merge in the emptiness. Because for so much of our life, in the waking state, your attention goes to object. Now let it stay in the subject. The subject is not an object. Just pure emptiness. And watch that the, the deceiving mind, he will come and say, but you're wasting your time doing nothing. How are you going to achieve anything sitting doing nothing? So you have to be able to withstand this voice, which after all is speaking rubbish. He is telling you to go and attend to rubbish. You be in your silence as you are now. This silence is not a Zimar silence. It is not a Portuguese silence. It is not a Christian silence. It is silence of your being. And it is universal. Even the monkeys know this silence. Every living thing has a chance for this silence.
this silence and happiness and peace are same. And notice, there is no one being silent. So the silence is not owned, it is not a possession, it is your fragrance, your perfume. And this silence is the background and the environment, the true environment of the mind, that allows mind to function healthily, rather than working for the person. Is there any limit to it? Is it inside or outside? It is everywhere. And even inside the atoms that play, come together to form this body, it is singing in them. bear the chatterings of the mind without being distracted. Even if you were to say, I'm going to sit and uh, enter silence, you'll find the silence is already there before you.
There's no need to try and concentrate on being silent. That is not silence. Simply be empty. Remain. Enjoy. Perhaps this is the real significance of the words, to enjoy yourself, <coughs> to be in the joy of yourself. It's nothing personal. Mm -hmm. I'd like to 
offer this song in honor of Claire. Yes. Whose joy and love and light is so alive and hasn't changed or yes. gone anywhere. Yes. And she's just so present in my heart and in all the songs. Yeah. I love her so much. Yes, we all do. Yeah.
Just a few words from the Avadutta Gita. The sage says this Beyond all speech, beyond all names, beyond the subtlest of all subtle things, beyond mind, intellect, and the five senses, the stainless Lord of the universe remains ever one. The Self is said to be like the sky. Indeed, it is like the sky. It is pure consciousness, without any stain. It is truly the all-embracing whole. It remains unaffected, though it takes the form of earth, air, water and fire. Though it takes all these forms, it itself remains always the same. All infinite space is pervaded by the One Self, but nothing else pervades the Self. It is simultaneously within and without. It cannot be limited or divided in parts. It is extremely subtle and cannot be seen. 
It is primary to all qualities, the yogis say. It is the state that underlies all other temporary states of mind. The subtle images are seen within, and the manifold forms are seen without. But the independent experiencer of both is known by all seers as the inner self. Find and know that you are that inner self. <laughs>